Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, welcome back for our second hour today. We'll get into the red-white report, but you heard it there. Arkansas wins over the weekend against Florida and Broden with the touchdown catch that was the difference. Arkansas almost 500 yards of offense, but we'll dig a little deeper into that, and we will uh, talk some hoops, too, because basketball starts today. This just in in a moment as well. What? Yes, basketball right. starts today. It does. Uh, Alyssa Lang joining us today. She is the Little Rock Touchdown Club guest. She is with the SEC Network, and she is from a uh, town just north of Charlotte, North Carolina. So she is, uh, you know, from a proximity standpoint, born in the right spot to be working with the SEC Network, I guess. But she has obviously worked her way into this spot and all the way to the Little Rock Touchdown Club which is the highlight of many people's career. Alyssa, it's great to have you. How are you? It's absolutely the highlight of my career. Thank you guys for having me today. Um, And, of course, to the Little Rock Touchdown Club for having me uh, throughout this afternoon. I've heard nothing but incredible things about coming here. And truly, from all my colleagues, they say you haven't made it until you get an invite here. So I feel like this is the crown jewel of my career. I can hang it up. I can retire when I get home after this. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, Chris Doring was with us last week, and Chris was talking about how excited he was. I mean, I think he, you know, he truly meant it about what a big deal it was. And I, I'm glad you guys are hearing good things. And certainly, David's done a great job along with the staff of getting great speakers in, and it's it's grown into what it is today, which is a remarkable thing. I would have never believed, you know, years ago when David came up with this concept that it would ever become what it has. And uh, it's pretty impressive. But uh, anyway, it's great to have you. Let's talk a little bit about Arkansas. I see you here looking. Dapper in your red today. We appreciate that. <laughs> you know, usually when people wear red, we think they're trying to get a job at Arkansas. We assume that's not the case for you. But uh, <laughs> Arkansas gets off the schneid this weekend down in the swamp. What did you think of the performance? And uh, what do you think about Coach Pittman and, and what he's trying to do right now? Well, first of all, I was never going to come here and not wear a red suit, so I appreciate uh, I appreciate the shout-out there. No, I, I was really impressed by what I saw from Arkansas. Obviously, not only the 14 nothing start on the road in Gainesville, Coach Pittman talked about it, a place that they had never won and a really difficult place to play, especially with what Florida has going right now. And in a way, their backs are against the wall and trying to become bowl eligible and finish the season with a bang. So not only with the way Arkansas was able to start the game, but the way, obviously, they were able to finish it in overtime. And listening to Coach Pittman talk about the look in K.J. Jefferson's eyes and the look in Rocket Sanders' eyes, knowing that we were not going to go home again with a loss, I think speaks so much to where this program is and where Sam Pittman is as a head coach that I know has been on a bit of a roller coaster so far this season, and I know the fans aren't really happy with how the season has gone But I see a team that has never stopped fighting for Coach Pittman. Even when you look back at some of those losses, I was there for that Texas A&M game in Arlington, and the way they came out in the second half, and they came out with a renewed sense of energy. I remember Coach Pittman coming out and saying, well, I I basically peeled the paint off the wall in there. They better come out a different team. It's, It's a remarkable effort, and I know that that can be something that fans don't want to hear. But we're... Heading into the second week of November, if you've had a season like at times what Arkansas has had, it could be really easy for a bunch of 18 to 22-year-old guys to pack it up and check out, and this team has not done that, and that's what impressed me the most about Saturday. With you uh, speaking today, were you uh, secretly hoping Arkansas (laughs) would win? I will say uh, I did have an extra eye on that game because I figured that Razorback fans would be a little extra excited on Monday uh, if, if they could come 
home with a win, but I will say I was telling you before I sat down, my fiance is a Florida Gator alum. So, of course, he was very invested in that game. Mm-hmm. And as heartbroken as he was at the end of it, he did text me and he was like, you know what? I love Sam, Pip- Sam Pittman because you love Sam Pittman. What a great guy. If this means that you get to go to the Little Rock Touchdown Club and have extra smiles, <laughs> I, can, I can live with that. So he found the bright side there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alyssa, you get a chance to talk to coaches. And, and, again, they're not long interviews. I'm sure you guys talk to them in the lead-up to the games as well. I know you guys usually have meetings with them. Um, but you get to know these folks, and it's a little bit different. They're probably a little bit less guarded with you guys off camera at times. And we've got the clip in the system, and it's one that, you know, I think most of the stations around the country play, and I'm sure it's one that you hold near and dear to your heart now, uh, especially related to your fiancé with Coach Leach, who's passed, passed away. But uh, let's let's play that for the listeners who missed it real quick and then want to get your thoughts on, on dealing with him and then some of your other favorite coaches you've had a chance to get to know. Thoughts on weddings? Um, I'm in the middle of planning one right now. Do you have you any are? advice for me? Who yeah. are you marrying? His name is Trevor. Okay, yeah, well... I'll have to you set up a meeting and I'll talk to him. Um, okay, so uh, where's Trevor from? He's from Florida. What does Trevor do for a living? He works in sports as well, covers football. He does what? He covers football as well. Really? Well, I don't know. We'll keep a close eye on it, but whatever you and Trevor decide, I would kind of keep it on the down low, which you failed to do that. Trevor was probably planning to, but you didn't. Uh, so go ahead and uh, uh, don't don't say anything else about it. But as soon as the season's over, or even an off week, go elope. Trust me on that. Go elope, because uh, basically every female in the family is going to terrorize you guys until it's over. Once it's over, I mean they'll be upset for a few days, but it'll be over, and then you know you cruise away, uh, along, have a happy marriage, have a happy life. I'll pass along the message. Thanks, Coach. Congrats okay. on the win. Trevor, unless he's crazy, is totally on my side. And trust me on this. If Trevor doesn't uh, have the sense to do that, tell him to call me because, I mean, he needs to do trust. I've told all my kids, I'll give you $10,000 extra if you elope. So far, they haven't done it, but I would, too. I'll have him call you. <laughs> well, Alyssa, you, you haven't taken his advice as of yet because you just referred to Trevor as your fiancé still and not your husband. So... Are you going to follow his advice at some point, or are you guys going to go through with a traditional wedding? It is funny because when he said keep it out, I haven't listened to that in probably months, and I forgot that he had said keep it on the down low, and he said, which you failed to do, which I'll give him that. That maybe was my most crucial mistake is putting that out there for everybody and and allowing uh, any kind of advice to come my way. But it's funny. I, out of out of both families and out of both of us, I was always the one who wanted to elope, which is why I'm like, I'll have him call you. And I was actually hoping that we could, you know, set that meeting up before Coach Leach unfortunately passed away. You know, God rest his soul. But he uh, he was right about everything outside of, you know, he I know he said all the females in your family, which is true, but it's my dad. My dad pretends he wants us to elope, but my dad secretly wants the wedding. He wants the moment, so he'll never yeah. let me do it. <laughs> He's also not offering me money to elope. Only Coach Leach said that, so still well, working on that part of it. Yeah, giving your daughter away is a special thing. Wes is going to get a chance to do that twice, and it's a that's a cool thing. I've got two boys, so I won't ever have that opportunity, but uh, I'm sure your dad's looking forward to that. As yeah. far as the other coaches you've dealt with, I mean, you obviously have a special place in your heart for Coach Pittman. Who are some other coaches you love dealing with? And if you're going to be real with us now, 
I need a coach maybe you don't like dealing with so much. Ooh, that isn't really a tough question in the SEC. I mean, it is a tight-knit family, and you said a few minutes ago, you know, our in-game interviews can be really quick, but the Fridays that we spend talking to coaches or during basketball season, you know, the Tuesday shoot-around, whatever it is, you really get to know everybody so well, and and you get to form these relationships that make being in the SEC so special. You know, I'll I'll play the homer card again here and say that I love Coach Musselman. Uh, I mean, one of the funniest coaches that I've ever been able to deal with. I was just reminiscing with David Basil about the Auburn at Arkansas basketball game I did a couple of years ago here where they stormed the court and Muss's arm is in a sling and he has somebody cut his T-shirt off to come back out and celebrate with the students. So uh, that's always a ton of fun being able to do Arkansas basketball. I'm a big Rick Barnes fan as well here as we get into basketball season. Of course, my alma mater, Shane Beamer, big Shane Beamer fan as well. As far as coaches that I don't like, there's no coach that I don't like, but I will say maybe the most difficult to wrangle for his halftime or postgame interviews would be Coach Cal. <laughs> Sometimes he loves to just walk right off the court uh, and not do that interview, and you kind of have to run with him. Hey, hey, Coach, hey, Coach, got got, got the microphone here. So uh, he's maybe my most challenging get as far as the, the halftime interview is concerned. <laughs> Arkansas is going to try to make it two in a row when they play Auburn Saturday. Uh, what do you think of Auburn? What what kind of team is uh, will we see Saturday? Auburn's a, a dangerous team, and I know they started conference play, maybe not necessarily where the fan base wanted them to be, certainly not where Hugh Freeze probably wanted them to be, as he's been very tough on his quarterbacks and, and both of those guys in that room so far this season. But I will say this Arkansas team over the last two weeks has gotten better and better another confidence-boosting win over Vandy on Saturday. And I understand that Vandy's a team that can be difficult to be a measuring stick as far as SEC play, but you can never measure the the benefit of, of confidence in Peyton Thorne and what he's been able to do week in and week out. I would say the same thing for Arkansas, though. This is one of my sneaky matchups that I'm going to have my eye on this weekend because Arkansas should be flying high right now, too. K.J. Jefferson should be feeling really good, as should this offense, after going on the road and doing what they did. So I, I have said all season that Auburn would be a team that would get somebody. They would make life difficult for somebody. Maybe that somebody is still left on the schedule because I think the Iron Bowl could be interesting this year, depending on how the next two weeks go. But uh, this is not an opponent that I would sleep on if I were Sam Pittman or this Arkansas staff. I'm sure they're I've been not. Trying, <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to talk Auburn up. Everybody else is bashing them. I think they're getting better week by week as much as yeah. I need to admit it. Um, Alyssa, what about your crew? Tell me about the, the folks you've worked with on the on the network. And, um, and I'm curious about the preparation that goes into a broadcast and what you all do, how much you all are together or sort of sharing ideas leading up to a broadcast oh constantly so my crew has kind of changed a little bit throughout the course of this season my main normal crew if you will is taylor zarzer and georgia great matt stinchcomb they're great uh you're truly like family people maybe don't realize how much time you spend with the people that you're calling college football games with i see them more than my family i see them more than my fiance i spend more time with them whether it's planes trains automobiles in our friday meeting have more meals with them than anybody and i'm so blessed to have a group that not only is so supportive of of each other but loves the sec through and through i mean we're constantly exchanging ideas to kind of go back to your preparation question it starts on sunday as soon as we get our game assignment i got that at about one o'clock yesterday to figure out where i was going this upcoming saturday you're constantly on social media you're constantly on google you're constantly watching press conferences 
watching games back, trying to find an angle that maybe hasn't been talked about going into week 11? Because I know fans love that. They love turning on the TV, and it's the 11th different crew, and they're talking about the same story from week two. And we try to try to do a good job of avoiding that or, or finding new things to talk about. And that really goes all the way up till kickoff. I can't tell you how many times we've been 30 minutes till kickoff something has happened, something has changed. Maybe a team didn't know that a player was going to be injured or a player gets injured in warm-ups or whatever it is. You have to be able to change on a dime. And having a crew that's willing to do that and able and talented to do that like I have is truly a blessing. So I could be on my phone all night long, wake up at 6 in the morning, get on my phone to do more research. It's never enough because you're spending every moment around all your radio shows and studio shows getting ready for game day because as you guys know things in the sec change on a moment's notice so it's it's important to be on your toes what's the best sideline to be on that loud and just Ooh. intimidating that environment i don't think i've ever been asked that question before that's a really good question i will say this weekend i am going to a play i got to the sec network in 2018 and there's only one stadium that i have not been to that i've not done a game at which is crazy to think of how many seasons i've been here i guess not that many but enough you would think i've been at all 14 I have yet to do a game at Death Valley, and I'm going this weekend for Florida at LSU. So I'm wow. going to experience being on that sideline for the first time, which I've heard crazy stories about. So that's a good one. Uh, Georgia's always insane. Bam is always insane. Um, I'm trying to think of any specific games, too, that have been deafening. I mean, if, if you're in Starkville and Mississippi State is rolling, maybe not necessarily this weekend, but those cowbells will get you. Your, your ears are going to be ringing for a long time. To Neyland, too. Really everywhere. I, I would name all 14. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a whole lot of quiet spots. I mean, Vanderbilt's no. obviously still working on finishing their stadium, but I'm sure it gets loud there on occasion as well. Yeah. Um, Alyssa, i got to ask you one last thing, and, and I'm done. Uh, I know we got to let you get in there with those guys. But um, you know, and again, I don't want too much conjecture. I'm just curious what the what the thought process are around the around the network. But uh, you know, Billy Napier's got himself in a, painted into a corner here now. He's going to be a dog in the last three games, and Florida football does not miss bowl games very often. That is a that is a no no. So, how hot of a seat do you think he's on, or do you? You know, I'm a big Billy Napier fan. Uh, I, I still think he's the guy for the job. Uh, I think from a recruiting standpoint, looking what he's been able to do, looking at some of the young guys who have had some of the production that they've had over the last few weeks should be a good sign for Florida fans looking ahead, knowing some of the names in the upcoming recruiting class, where that stands right now nationally, I think is also something to keep in mind. I don't know if people realized how much work Billy Napier was going to have to do when he took over the team last year. There were a lot of guys that he had to weed out as far as maybe not being culture fits or maybe not being guys who fit what he wanted to do in that program. This was always going to take time. You look at the 2024 schedule, and it only gets harder for Florida. So I know it's hard in this league, and I know Florida fans demand excellence to your point. But I do think patience will pay off for Billy Napier, especially, like I said, when you look at the type of players, the caliber of players who are coming to Gainesville. Austin Armstrong joked with us a few weeks ago, half his defense can't even vote. They're 17 years old. They're not even they're not even old enough to vote. So you've got a young team in the middle of a culture rebuild down there in Florida. That's not going to happen overnight. They're recruiting the state heavily. I'm a Billy Napier fan, like I said. I know the seat is warm, but I don't think it should be quite yet. You know, if Arkansas had lost, I've been asking about Sam Pittman's seat. So, luckily, we didn't have to have that conversation. So, <laughs> I'm also, I would say the same thing about Coach Pittman. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, listen, thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. I know we're going to let you get in there and get settled in, grab a little lunch before you speak to the club. But uh, thanks so much for coming in town. Congratulations on all your success so far. And uh, I was telling you, I was, I was looking for your Twitter account to tease that you were coming on with us. Where, where's your check mark? You have fifty-eight thousand followers. And no, no, oh, no check mark. I'm not paying for that check mark. Come on, Elon. You deserve one. You should Honestly, give you I'm one. Too, I'm too lazy to just figure out how to buy the check mark. I just never did it. I said, you know what? If, if someone wants to spoof my Twitter account, they can do that. That's fine. Yeah, there you go. What is it? Like eight that. bucks that's a month? <laughs> I should just yeah, that's, pay for it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got a you got a wedding to finance, so you don't need to be be wasting money true. on check marks. Every so, dollar counts. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Well, listen, thanks so much. Congratulations on all your success, like I said, and uh, appreciate you being on this. Look forward to hearing you from the club, and I always give fair warning here. I told Doreen this last week, too, so uh, we do carry the speech live on the air, so don't don't Ooh. say any naughty words or anything. All right. Uh, thank you for that warning, and I appreciate you guys having me today. <laughs> thank you. All right. Take care.